0: This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. This week on Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A classic Jenkins moment from Amtrak. The most contemptible human alive. The longest concert ever. Compare and contrast Cubs managers 1908 and today. And Rick's brush with Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne. All that plus unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now.
1: The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, minutia Men Man. with Rick and Dave.
0: That's Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. We are your Minutia Men. We're both suffering. Uh, I, I shall warn you. We're both suffering from a little bit of uh, allergy uh, issues. But, uh, uh, but being the
2: troopers that we are, we're going we're gonna to fight through this. All right. let me do a de- Let me do a deviated septum. I haven't done one of these in a while because they were always the same one, right? right. Uh, righty. Righty's working. Okay, good. Good. Was well, that what it was always before? Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, allergies have been particularly bad this, um, this
0: fall. Well, before I get into the actual minutiae of this week, I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday officially. Uh, I, I, you've, you've celebrated this week on, was it Monday?
2: It was Monday, Rick, Monday, and yeah. uh, we're still coming down from the festivities. Did you have uh, your day of Dave that you no, were hoping for? No, but I'm going to. Uh, I talked to the little lo- lovely wife, Michelle, and um, she's. Was she, I'm going to get the day of Dave. It just didn't really work out this past weekend, but I have one in the book. Books. <laughs> okay. So and when it, and
0: when it happens, it will be officially a birthday celebration.
2: It will be. Um, and you are welcome to join me on the Day of Dave. It could be a day of Dave and Rick then. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, and then maybe Dane can come by or wow. all of our listeners. I'm honored Fine. to have
0: been included in the uh, Day of Dave. Now, yeah. the only so the only people that are banned from showing up are your family?
2: Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, all, uh, all estrogen is banned from the Day of Dave. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, in fact, yeah. if I go to a restaurant, it's going to be male waiters. Right, exactly. I, yeah, right. You know, I'm sorry, I can't check into this hotel. You're a female. Yeah. You know, clerk. Dave, why
0: uh, are we having your uh, celebration at the manhole?
2: <laughs> right. <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and we're at a Star Trek convention. Yeah. So, uh, I believe you have some minutiae that you'd like to share with everyone? Well, I, well, I do. And, you know, for many years, I was in sales and uh, still am with our parent company Deckard's just press it, just one bad center. Yeah, yeah i'm doing sales i'm doing deals all the time right you are you're a so, mogul so customer service is something that you know i take seriously don't you i sure. mean you know uh, uh you know we i think that we treat our customers well and our authors well um and this but th- there's a story here um i'm not sure you could say that for amtrak when was the <laughs> last time you when was the last time you even rode on an Amtrak?
0: I think I took Amtrak down to Champaign a couple of yeah. times uh, when I was in college. So, what, it was 35 years ago? Right. That was the last time I did as well.
2: Well, there's a lady named Amanda Carpenter, and I guess she's kind of famous. Do you know who she is?
0: Yeah, she's a uh, pundit. Uh, I think she's a conservative pundit. Is that correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. Yeah. Um. Well, she was stuck in an elevator at BWI, which is what, the Baltimore airport, I think, Right. Um, she was stuck in an elevator, an Amtrak elevator, um, and she tweeted to Amtrak, "Guys, I'm trapped, that tra- trapped in an Amtrak elevator at BWI. Help? Question mark. Okay. Couple things here. First of all, if you're stuck in an elevator, are you tweeting? Don't you think you wouldn't you like call the police or call Amtrak? I mean, uh, from her picture, she looks like." She's old enough to know that you can actually make phone calls. Yeah, on- she's
0: pretty young, though. I think she is pretty young. Oh well. Then so I- you know the youngsters, Dave. They prefer social media over uh, uh, over
2: you talking know. to people. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Well, so this young lady was obviously distressed. She tweeted out there, but and Amtrak um, tweeted back. Um, and you want to hear what the the, the tweet was? Is a wait, w- son- wait a
0: minute? I just realized something. Is this gonna this is gonna destroy the, the timing of the story? But uh, this is a Jenkins story, isn't it? It is a Jenkins. Where are <laughs> you supposed to do the Jenkins? Do the Jenkins? Um... Okay, we got to do the Jenkins jingle. I mean, that, yeah. what? Why? Are the, that's the only reason we have it. Hang on. Yeah, exactly. okay. it's just take a second.
1: When you're on the job and you're not doing it right, Jenkins.
0: Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw ups.
1: Jenkins. It could only be Jenkins. 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 With Rick and
2: Dave. Jenkins.
0: So who's the Jenkins in our, at Amtrak? Or what did uh, Jenkins just, at Amtrak do?
2: Okay, well, what Jenkins did? they, well, they sent back a tweet. We are sorry to hear that. Are you still in the elevator? That was nice, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, problem is, it was seven months later. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> tweeted her original tweet Ed, on February 14th, 2016. And Amtrak Amtrak responded on September 7th, 2016. <laughs> oh, my god.
0: So Amanda, I mean, at that uh, point, don't even respond. What, well, what
2: are you thinking, Jenkins? <laughs> I know. Exactly. Just let it go. Maybe she's out. Maybe she's not. I don't care. I'm not going to get my hands dirty on this one. But no. Um, and as you can imagine, the Twitter sphere blew up and it was retweeted like 15,000 times, you know, the the, you know, this wow. whole thread. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so so Jack I, I like watched. that one.
0: I like that uh, one. You know, I, I've never been trapped in an elevator. I know you have, and you've told the Stevie, Stevie Wonder Stevie story exactly. a couple of times. Yeah. But I, I did one time get stuck in a bathroom, and it was at a party. Has this ever happened to you? So uh, it was at a party at uh, Bob Stroud's house. You know who Bob is? Uh, he's a yeah. disc jockey Absolutely. at the Drive, and he 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 and I were friends from back in the Loop days. And this was at a at a uh, Twin Peaks viewing party at his house. Remember mm-hmm. Twin Peaks, that series? Well, Bob yeah, and I he- were both fanatics. And he, and there were a bunch of us at The Loop at that time. We were all fanatics of the show. And, he, and Bob invited all of us over to his house to watch that show. And Bob has got this newfangled door uh, in his bathroom. It's one of those things where you go inside the bathroom and you close the door and you don't see where the handle is because yeah. it's like... Um, architecturally created so that you can't find or so that so that it looks like smooth the door is smooth right yeah, you yeah, get yeah, it right well you know i'm not a technical uh uh
3: Wizard? savant
0: uh, you know no I, yes i know that's Don't a you, shock no so, I was in the bathroom, uh, quickly uh, took care of business and was ready to leave and could not figure yeah. out the door. Couldn't yeah. find it, couldn't find the door handle. And, you know, everyone's in the party. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, this would be way too embarrassing to knock on the inside of the door <laughs> and say, can you please yeah. help me find this? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I spent like 15 minutes. I swear to God, it was 15 minutes. And I was looking up and down the door, try, like, just with my fingertips looking for a door handle couldn't Look, like find the, it like
2: the safe the wall safe yes right? exactly yeah, yeah. exactly
0: um, if i had a stethoscope i would have had it up against the wall trying well, to find the one little click and, and uh i finally found it i finally found it but it was 15 minutes later and when i came out everyone's like whoa someone drop a load in there
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is exactly, actually worse right. if i had just so knocked on the door yeah right, you had your own twin peaks you know <laughs> uh yeah um that's great um now you know i um i almost forgot i made a little customer service quiz for you oh oh geez okay yeah i want to hear that okay so what this is going to be uh i'm going to tell you four customer service stories and you tell me the one that isn't true okay okay all right kind of the theme of our quizzes sure this is pretty much our this is this is our go-to quiz right um all right first one After Dave Carroll saw how United Airlines baggage handlers damaged his custom-made guitar from his airplane window, obviously bad customer service. His band wrote a four-minute song about the incident and posted it on YouTube. Within 48 hours, it had more than 10 million views. (laughs) And United Airlines represented, and so United uh, United Airlines reached out to him to make it good, um, which they did. But the incident reportedly cost United Airlines a hundred and eighty million dollars in share value wow. in two thousand and nine. Yeah, okay. Wow, okay. may not be true. All right, May not be true. Um, after Cynthia Lacey's father died on December of two thousand and nine, she contacted Verizon to cancel his account. The cell company <laughs> refused to cancel the account without his PIN number. Oh, the company geez. continued to charge her until March of two thousand and ten, even after she, ver- Verizon's. Uh, after she sent Verizon her death, her father's death certificate. Okay. Okay. Uh, after Lorena Helsom started feeling chest pains so intense that it caused her to receive surgery to prevent muscle spasms, she realizes that while she realized that Walgreens pharmacy had been befil- had been filling her prescriptions incorrectly for an, almost a year, instead of kind I can't even talk to instead of the recommended five micrograms. The Walgreens pharmacy had given her a bottle of 50 microgram microgram pills. Okay. Okay. That was three. All right. And the fourth one, in 2010, Chicago native and civic treasurer, David Stern, was at the DMV renewing his driver's license. While verifying the information on his application, the bitchy lady behind the glass asked, 170 pounds? Really? Stern... (laughs) stern sheepishly raised the weight on his license to 177 pounds still eight pounds less than what he really weighed
0: <laughs> okay those all sound true to me <laughs> so um i'm gonna guess that the that the uh the pin number one is incorrect
2: uh no that's correct um the, the one that was not incorrect is mine but it's sort of correct um Oh, because it was a hair issue, wasn't yeah, it? Right, exactly. When, when, they, when they were verifying my information and I bald and it said hair color brown because, you know, <laughs> what used to be, the lady said, uh, you know, you could put bald on it. Yeah. So Ouch. that was, yeah, that's bad customer service. too. I got one more for you. Okay. Um, Another grouping. Uh, Kevin Smith had just boarded a Southwest Airline flight when he was told he was too fat to fly. You know who Kevin Smith, is, okay, right? Okay,
0: this one's true. Okay. Next, next.
2: All right. All right. Uh, when Harriet, Henrietta Cole's 89-year-old father didn't return from an afternoon at the movies, she understandably got concerned. After repeated phone calls to the Marine Cineplex, asking them to check to see if her father had fallen asleep, she got the Ocala Police Department involved. The police investigated and told Henrietta that her father had left the theater before No Country for Old Men had finished. After three days of frantic worrying, Martin James Cole was found dead in the back row of Theater 5. At the after how the- long? Three days. Wow. Okay. Uh, I hope that one's not true. After a se- <laughs> Listen to this one. After a series of tornadoes hit Alabama last April, cable company Charter Communications told the victims to... Look around the neighborhood to find their neighbor cable boxes and return them or pay a $212 fine. You are
0: kid. Okay, I hope that I one's don't. not true.
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when Toyota's U.S. head of sales, Jim Lentz, appeared on the February first, two 2010 morning show to discuss the company's retail crisis, he was criticized for being a week too late. By then, two and a half million vehicles in the United States had already been recalled, Due to a pedal defect linked to acceleration, and Toyota's president had already issued a 75-second apology. By the end of the month, Lenz admitted that it had taken Toyota too long to respond. The recall cost $21 billion in market value and killed 34 people. Oh, boy. Wow. So we've got Kevin Smith, which you already... Yeah, uh, I I remember that story. That's true. We found the, the dead guy in the back of the... Yeah, I, I think that one's not true. The dead guy. So you think the tornado hitting Alabama is true and the cable company saying, hey, just look around the neighborhood. I'll yeah, I believe goes. that. I believe anything that the cable company does. <laughs> You're 100% right.
0: Henrietta Cole was manufactured by... That, that was a good one. I think you, you uh-huh. wrote that up nicely. No, oh, thank Congratulations. You. Oh, thank you. Uh, you did you, great you, on the you did great on the contest. Oh, thank you very much. All right, so I have some minutiae for you this this week as well. If you could name the most despicable person in America, who would you who would you say it was? I, I know that's really saying something too. The most I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. I believe that this person is the most despicable person in America. Who is it? Ann Coulter. Good guess, but no, (laughs) worse, Uh, much worse. uh, I don't know who. I hope I can pronounce the guy correctly, but his name is Martin uh, Schreckelli. You know, the guy, the pharma bro. Oh, yeah, the The, the guy who raised the
2: price 18,000, the AIDS drug 18,000.
0: That's the guy. And then he went and testified before Congress and was all smug and
2: and everyone instantly hated him. He's got, he has got the most punchable face I have ever seen.
0: Well, this is going to make you hate him even more. Um because not only is he just a, a punchable, despicable human being, he's also an internet troll. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know how he fits this in his schedule. But uh listen to this. All right, so Um, This is uh, from this week, uh, actually last weekend, Donald Trump supporter and Internet troll Martin (laughs) Shkreli Shkreli Shkreli. He yeah, heckled uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, which, you know, that's no big deal. That's that, that right. happens every day, right. I'm sure, to Hillary Clinton. But he heckled her when she left her daughter's apartment after she was got, after she was sick on 9-11 and started screaming at her and then posted a video uh, saying something
2: like, are you alive? Do you need farm oh. bros help? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> well, well, first of all, you know that that wasn't Hillary. That was her body double. Right, well, that's true, of course, So yes. it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, oh, that guy is a prick. Oh, I know, I know. He, he uh, Isn't he, well, you know, I think this is the guy that does, like, he streams YouTube live or live on YouTube. Yes, he just does. Just him, just like him playing the banjo or playing he, chess he does, uh,
0: he does he he's on periscope a lot and uh, this this one periscope thing that he was on is called me yelling stupid stuff at hillary which i'm gonna say is a pretty <laughs> accurate true. description right uh, um but i you know after i heard that he was this uh, internet troll i looked to see what other kind of trolling he did uh he and you know who Patton oswalt is the uh the comedian the, com-
2: the kind of the heavyset guy right
0: yeah, or, he, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. short uh short heavy-set guy. He he's the voice of Ratatouille uh in one of the Disney mm-hmm, mo- movies, mm-hmm, the Pixar mm-hmm. movies. And you know, he's he's a a funny comedian. He's a nationally known comedian. Uh he was doing a wacky bit on on the internet about uh Donald Trump. And he was he was uh doing stuff like uh saying um, and now hashtag Trump can't swim is a top trending topic. He, he kept saying stuff like, hey, whatever you do, please don't repost the, the uh, hashtag Trump can't swim. Okay. <laughs> and, okay. and, and, you know, of course, all his fans just started reposting it. And before right. he knew it, it was trending on Skitter, on, uh, on Twitter. Twitter. And so Martin responded, hey, Patton Oswalt, who are you again? Right, one of Ooh, one of yeah. Patton's uh, fans said he's the voice of Ratatouille. You're the voice of corporate greed, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Martin responded, uh, "LOL, he does voices." Now this is Patton Oswalt when he started when he hopped in here, yeah. uh, Patton Oswalt, not like the ones you not like the ones in your head telling you that acquiring yet never creating is eating your soul. <laughs> but yeah, voices. <laughs> <laughs> martin responded this pathetic loser would never be able to go toe-to-toe with me into discussion about anything comedian idiot Batten <laughs> responds never said i was smarter than you dummy just like you're boring and soulless <laughs> martin responds same with colbert you guys can deliver a joke but that doesn't make you smart plus i'm funnier it's called talent <laughs> Batten responds dude 12 year olds on skittles rush <laughs> on a skittles rush troll better than you martin responds <laughs> uh they say laughter is the best medicine but i've seen you run a, but i've never seen you run a clinical trial liberal trash uh limousine liberal that doesn't even make any sense i know Patton responds you got me there trans transdermal patch atoms <laughs> martin responds anyone especially me could do could do you please stop pretending that you matter Patton. if if i don't matter then what is stopping you from crushing the comedy landscape have at it champ <laughs> martin king of queens is the king I, you're the king of queens i'm the king of brooklyn and then Ben, was like, you know, basically, hey, idiot, I'm not Kevin James. Right, right, right. right. Uh, now, run along, live your life and die wealthy. You're confused by how empty you feel in those last seconds.
2: <laughs> uh, well, isn't he? A, isn't this guy going to go to jail for like crazy tax fraud or whatever? I, I
0: think he got off or or, you know, got a slap on the wrist or something. Yeah, he's he is. He is what we
2: call in the business a troll. Yeah, he is. And just that face, that smirky. I mean, he makes A.J. Pruszynski Prezint- look like Abraham Lincoln. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. A.J. Really? Pruszynski so,
0: is still on the same level as this Martin Strachecke guy, uh, in my mind. All
2: right. All right. Well.
0: All right. So what, do you, what else you got? You got some more minutia? Uh,
2: well, you just went a couple. Was it a couple months ago or so? You saw the boss at Wrigley Field?
0: No, I saw him at uh, the United Center. He did the entire River tour, or the River album, which was fantastic. It was really good. How long was the... um, It was like three
2: hours long. It was
0: Uh, super long.
2: Well, evidently, uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band um, in Philadelphia played at Citizens Bank in Philadelphia, or Citizens Bank Park, uh, played four hours and four minutes, which broke his previous record of the group's longest show of four minutes and three minutes or four hours and three minutes and 46 seconds. So he played him and his band with Silvio Dante and everybody <laughs> played played four freaking hours. OK, that's awesome. now. Now, what did you just say? I think that's awesome. OK, I think that would be Horrible. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't go to a concert
0: anyway. No. Well, I don't like but you're you are fifty three going on seven hundred. No,
2: I, I know. If like uh, the who were in my basement, it'd be like, hey, I, yeah. I you know, I, Can I've you taken my ambient, it know, right? down, please. Yeah, exactly. Right. 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 Use a coaster, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but 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 but, you know, I'm reading all the comments from this story and they're like, you know, the boss is the best. I was at the show. I saw him play, you know, three hours and 80, you know, 58 minutes, blah, blah, blah. How? who's got the, do you have the attention span for four plus hours listening to that is a long time. That
0: is a long, I would, I would like it with Springsteen though. I mean, I wouldn't see any band for four hours. You know, there are like a handful that are worth it. Like, do you remember when we went to, uh, back when we were in school, we went to see a band called the, uh, Lords of the new church. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, this, this band had one hit they had one yeah. hit and yeah. they came out on stage they opened with that hit and you right. looked at ever, me and you said hey let's get out of here
2: yeah right they, they were real weird too weren't they all they like were, they were gothy, You yeah know. they were very
0: they were they were uh, on the goth forefront the forefront of the goth movement but we we saw that
2: one hit and we were both like yeah, yeah all right i'm you know <laughs> i'm done well, <laughs> well why why would you lead off with a hit well, unless they yeah. didn't care and they're like, let's get yep. it over with. And
0: Yeah, then, because that was the commercial part of the show, man.
2: Yeah, right, you know, right This right. Is, The
0: rest of it is for our fans.
2: Um, but, I mean, if you, if I'm at a concert for four hours, first of all, the man, what kind of bladder does that man have? He's got to be 70, right? I don't know. He's in his mid-60s, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the dude didn't have to go to the bathroom. None of them did, and they're all kind of old. He's in un- unbelievable shape, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, you know, I, and then the standing and, and depending upon where you, where your seats were, you might have to stand for the whole entire show.
0: Yeah, See, that's where that's, that would be the problem for me. Um with my elephantitis, I'd I'd be down for the count.
2: You know, I just thought of the Rick Kempfer elephantitis tour t-shirts. I'm going to have to work on that. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Those um, will sell like a a gangbusters. Uh, Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I uh, uh, I think this is, you know, this was a headline on ABC News, like how great this is. And a, quite frankly, I think this is horrible.
0: Okay. Uh, well, and you I, have made yeah, your uh, position clear. Yeah. It is uh, now time for Just One Bad Century.
1: Time now for a collection of Cub geekness.
0: This is Just One Bad Century. With
1: Rick and Dave.
0: All right. As we record this on Wednesday, the magic number is three mm-hmm. for the Cubs getting a little excited. And, you know... Harold,
2: Harold Baines's
0: number. After the game yesterday, their winning percentage of 643 was exactly the same, Dave, as the winning percentage of the 1908 Cubs. I'm just saying.
2: How in the world... How, mu- how much time do you spend on this shit? <laughs> hmm. I mean, A little I too mean, much, I'll be honest I with mean, you. I mean, how how would
0: you just uh, okay i looked it up i just i was just curious because you know everything goes back to 1908 i have i have chronicled the entire year of 1908 on just one bad century right. you can on a week by week basis i i went through everything that was going on in the world that year so if you want to go back in time you can go back and this week i did a uh, a special tribute to Frank Chance who was the manager mm-hmm. of that 1908 cubs team but he also he, uh, played too, was he was playing yeah, too, he was yeah he was the first baseman tinkers tinkered the chance. chance yeah he was right. the he was the uh, first baseman and he celebrated a birthday this week too dave he's he mm-hmm. his is uh, september 9th but you know as i was doing research about him his nickname was the peerless leader he was a little bit different than Cubs' current manager, Joe Madden. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Although he I, let the boys be boys. He had a rule that you can you know gamble and go drinking and whatever yeah. you wanted as long as you were in bed by midnight. Yeah, sure. But he also yeah. had, a, I'm going to say, a tougher side to him. He <laughs> yeah. was a general manager in addition to being the manager. He once uh, got beaned by a guy named Jack Harper. Okay. And... He traded for Jack Harper. That the, the oh. same day he went, he went back to <laughs> Harper was with the Reds. He called the Reds up, or I guess he didn't call them because there was no right. phone. Nineteen oh eight, right? Exactly. So he he uh, got the got the Reds uh, general manager on the line. Let, let's just say, and said, okay. uh, you know, I'll give you X players, X number of dollars for this guy, Jack Harper. Traded Hold for the- him.
2: Overpaid probably overpaid. Really right, Trade right, right, for right.
0: him. Stuck him on the bench so that he could never play again. Yeah, uh, you and
2: know, destroyed the guy's career. <laughs> you know, um, I, 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 on the surface that sounds horrible, right? Yeah, uh, but I've had those kind of thoughts, haven't you? Like here, I'll when I um, when I played baseball when I was Potawatomi Parks um, zero tool player. Yeah, I've been uh, by back the statue. At, Back to the 70s, um, there was a kid on my team named Danny Durst. And Danny Durst's father was one of these dads that came to every game and was very vocal about his displeasure. <laughs> yeah. Not o- not only with the playing of his son or when his son played, but when his teammates like me. Yeah. And I re- And I remember going up to bat. It was a crucial situation in a game. And mind you, this is 40, what? Two years ago probably. Right. And I still remember it. It's seared um, into your soul. He, yeah, exactly. And he I heard him say, Ugh, oh, this guy's not gonna get a hit. And of course I struck out on three pitches. But I <laughs> vowed at that point, and I still haven't done it, that whatever Mr. Durst is doing for a living, yeah, I'm gonna buy the company and fire him. <laughs> <laughs> now He's got to be possibly in his 90s by now, or his 80s, so... Yeah, he may no longer be with us. <laughs>
1: or working, at least, yeah. right.
2: So <laughs> so, so now I guess I could do it to Danny Durst, although I like Danny. I just didn't like his dad, so... I, mean, I got to admit,
0: I've had feelings like that throughout right. my life, but yeah. uh, I guess if you actually have the power to do it, this is why, you know, uh, some guy like Trump, who can do those sort
2: of things, does them, because he can, Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to judge because if I had the wherewithal and the means, who, who knows the the depth of my my meanness, you know, uh, but uh, but yeah, that's So Was he just sit him on the bench? That's nice. So yeah, as it turns out, Frank
0: Chance is uh, the Frank Chance wasn't upset for no reason. I mean, he got beaned more times than any player in his era and they were not wearing helmets at that time. Mm-hmm. And he had severe brain issues because of this, and had to have brain surgery, which I'm sure, and and this happened in 1912, just a few years later, I'm sure that they weren't exactly, you know, state of the art (laughs) surgeons. And while he was recovering from that surgery, the Cubs owner went to the hospital and fired him.
2: (laughs) Uh, Karma. Isn't karma kind of a nice nice little thing?
0: Yeah, I wonder why we haven't won it in over 100 years. But, yeah, there's lots of stories like that in Cubs history. But, anyway, that is this week's Just One But Joe Madden is not. Joe Madden, just a little different. Coolest guy ever. Coolest guy ever. And we'll be uh, saluting him during the World Series. Okay, last segment of the show. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture, collection,
1: selection, assemblage, medley, assortment, variety. Time now
0: for Celebrity
1: Potpourri with Rick and Dave.
0: Okay, Celebrity Potpourri works this way. Dave reaches his hand into a bowl and picks out a celebrity name. Uh, I've written down the names of all the celebrities I've met throughout the years of my radio career. And then I have to tell the story. Just flat out, just tell it.
2: Uh, this is the first time that I have absolutely, I have no idea who this person is. Um, Adam Schlesinger. A- okay. <laughs> Adam Schlesinger is
0: uh, one of the band members in Fountains of Wayne. You ever okay. heard of them?
2: Um is he? Does he have an English accent? And is he, is, and is he in his late sixties or early seventies? No, because if not. not, I don't know who he is. Okay, no, well, I, I,
0: if, I think you would like Fountains of Wayne. They're a really good band, <laughs> but I had never heard of him either. The day I met him, right? So yeah. he was the way he became famous initially was he wrote the song "That Thing You Do," which was featured in the Tom Hanks. Movie. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The Wonders. Yeah, so, yeah, right,
0: yeah, okay. that one-hit wonder song, which is a great song. And all the songs on that soundtrack are just fantastic. And mm-hmm. it actually led to us meeting Tom Hanks, which I'll tell in a, in a future episode. This, But uh, Adam Schlesinger was like 25 years old when he wrote that. He just had a, a feel for that 60s sound. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. tried to write a 60s song. And so anyway, Landecker, who always has his finger on the pulse and i'm not joking about this he really always knows what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. and he knew that he was in this band called fountains of wayne and fountains of wayne was playing at the metro or something like that and landaker came into me and said we got to get this guy on the show i said who yeah what band i had i had no idea who this was and i was in my 30s at the time right 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 so i called up uh, the Metro, I got him booked, and he came in at like 7.30 in the morning the next day. Yeah. Now, he had been nominated for an Academy Award, right? And the Oscars were happening in a couple of days after that. And so this was a big get. You know, you've got sure, the guy sure. who wrote this Academy Award-winning song. He comes in. He's like this 25-year-old kid. You know, he's, he's like he's he hasn't combed his hair. You know, he's wearing like yeah. a flannel shirt. And he is tired, Yeah, really, really tired. And I said to him, so, uh, you know, we're going to put you on the air. We've got him in the studio and he he put his head down on the counter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And said,
0: hey, man, uh, just tap me or something when we start the interview.
2: That was That's like, always great. That was great for a producer to
0: see that, right? Well, again, you know, Landecker was laughing, but yeah. the, it was a terrible interview because he was not there. He was yeah. he was there physically, but he was not there at all. And at the end of the interview, as he was walking out, he goes, "Hey, hey, thanks a lot, man. Um, listen, I I gotta go get, I gotta go
2: take a nap," <laughs> and that is my Adam Schlesinger's story. Well, yeah. think about us in college at seven thirty in the morning exactly
0: you know wait. exactly uh I didn't you, feel you know I felt like you know sorry man it, actually I put a rule into effect the last couple of years on the show no more musicians yeah
2: right right uh the uh well you know you mentioned landecker now this is a completely off topic, but did you see what he posted yesterday on Facebook I did is that not the most awesome thing ever yeah uh, he, he's a he's a big shot now, I mean yeah it's just traipsing around the White House. He's doing belly, giving belly rubs to the, to the Bowen. To the, the Obama's
0: other? dogs.
2: Yeah, I, I, what was, it's Bowen. What's the other one? I don't know. They're adorable. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean,
0: that's he is hanging out with Amy, his daughter, who is a big movie star now. Right, right, right. And she also uh, is dating Bradley Whitford, who yeah, was yeah. in West Wing. Right, Josh and, and and those guys at West Wing, they apparently can come and go as they
2: wish to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most absurd thing. Too. It kind and, of is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Do you do you think they ask him? Hey, Josh, I got a meeting with uh, blah 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 with the with the French Foreign Minister. Can you sit in on it or whatever? Do you think that? <laughs> I well, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, well, didn't you tell the story that, or maybe Landecker did, uh, that they were going to have him on CNN, Bradley, to commentate. On the election in 2012.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's
2: like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, Do you guys actor.
0: know that I'm just an actor? Right, right. Well, I know, but you played the chief of staff. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. I really, I <laughs> yeah. don't really know anything. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so he actually is an activist, though. He's a Democratic activist, and so he he is he he probably was a pretty good guess. But it is kind of weird that those guys <laughs> from that show are are treated yeah. with such. <laughs> Respect yeah. at the actual White House well, I'd vote for Martin Sheen over these two right? oh any day, any day of the week Jed Bartlett, even with his m s yeah, yeah yeah I'd totally if you like it. minutia men with Rick and Dave, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the uh, radio Misfits podcast network. I don't think there are any political shows though, are there
2: mm. No, I'm sure Andy Lurie is going to get one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that'll be next. That'll right. be his fourth show on the <laughs> yeah. Radio
2: Misfits Podcast
0: Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at Eckhart'spress.com. We've got two great new books out, Dave. Uh, yes, we do. We have Patty and the Stump. Yeah, which is written by Spike Manton and Tim Clue. It's a, right. a Trump parody. Children's book.
2: And we have we are, uh, we have
0: company Bobby Skatefish, and that's an awesome book. Lots of oh, lots of interviews there uh, of all the rock stars he's met over the years. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at minutia men podcast at gmail.com. We'd like to uh, give thanks to uh, executive producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We are distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and we will be back again next week with another episode of.
3: Blasano and friends.
2: Eric Zorn from the Chicago Tribune. Good. Yes, this
3: whole podcast thing is not new to you, right? I love podcasts. You're- I'm excited to hear about your network. Yeah, and uh, well, it's I not my
2: network. Let's make that clear. I'm just on the, the network. network you're on. Yeah, the network, I think yeah, you yeah, can network.
3: say it's your network. Okay, I'll yeah, take you know.
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, so
3: I, mean, I, I really think I, I think that in in 10 years, 15 years, terrestrial radio is going to be just yeah. gone. Yeah. the people are going to say, I don't want to listen to what you know what they want me to listen to at this time. I want to listen to what I want to listen to. On-demand listening, yeah. it's it's getting easier easier and easier with all this technology we have i think it's just the it's the way it's going and mike pesca has a good daily podcast on mm-hmm. slate and, and he makes the argument that most people don't listen on their ipods anymore most people don't have ipods right. anymore they listen on their phones they listen right. on all the various devices and he just says it's radio you know we don't we don't say well if you're getting HBO that's not television if you if you watch something on Netflix it's not television it's it's television so what this what we're doing here is radio and it's just because it's delivered in, in a different medium doesn't mean it's not basically the same thing as radio and the, the term podcast it sounds really weird to people it sounds foreign mm-hmm. uh, and they and they don't get it if you just say I got a radio show well, what station is on well it's on balsano.com right you no know, that's that's not a radio station well yeah it is a radio station because that's that's what radio has become right you are cutting edge my oh, friend and so you. am I
1: would you Come on my podcast.
3: What, come on your what? Lasano <laughs> <laughs>
2: and friends. Great talk radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com